This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Well, well, if you're creating momentum, eventually that puck will, will go in. But you got to create that momentum to make that happen. And uh, there was a couple of really good power plays last night, and there's a couple of terrible power plays that we simply got outworked. So that's unex- that's what you have to address. You, you can go out there and have a good power play, get some chances. Oh, yeah, it doesn't go in, but don't get outworked by four guys. And that happened a couple times last night. And then when their power play was dialed in, they had some really good looks. So that's again, that goes back to the the inconsistencies of where we are right now. There's sometimes we're walking right in and getting set up, and there's other times we're making bad decisions with the puck. In St. Louis, we, we got in and we threw a backhand pass to them. So we, we get in here, and then we're throwing it away. So it's one thing to get in. The, it's the next step as well. Okay, we're in. Where do we, what do we do next? Now that, that becomes the execution part. But when we get in and we do something all completely on our own, which has happened, and throw a backhand pass to them, that's, that's not in the playbook. That's on them. So uh, we can get them in. We can give them the next, okay, once you're in, this is what we need you to do next and where the puck needs to go so we can maintain possession. But when they get in and then throw it away, there's nothing we can do about that. That's just a terrible decision on the player. Game day today, Winnipeg Jets in Anaheim. Uh, starting a three-game swing through California, 6.30 pregame show, 9 o'clock puck drop, extra half hour attached to the pregame show today. At the risk Jim of Toth, offending. and gentlemen. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Is I not supposed to go yet? No, no, no. no I'm no. just excited to be back. Yeah. I'm, it's good to, good to have you back. It's good to be back. It's good to be you back. look great. Um, Ehlers fans are going to hate this, but that's that's the problem. Well, yeah. You are amazing at gaining the zone, and then what? Just backhand pass, turn the puck over. Up and the it's ice. not just Ehlers in St. Louis. I counted every starter on that power play in that four minutes, turn the puck over in the in the offensive zone at least once. Mm-hmm. But I just saw Ehlers do it four times. Yeah. And and I, I'm not harping on Ehlers. Like I I, I just it, it's not. And the power play and Jim, you're 100 percent right. There's a reason why that that experiment or whatever is come and gone and it has not stayed consistent except for to deal with injuries and stuff like that. Um, but this 0 and 20 run, uh, this 0 and 20 run going all the way back into January when the, when they were 10th. And then since then 10th in the entire league, the power play since then they're 30th and Kelly Moore sent us a bunch of nuggets this morning. And we're, we're going to get into that in terms of the power play. Uh, but you know, you there it's, it's, it's on Nick Ehlers. It's on, it's on the second unit power play too, as well. They haven't gotten any offense, but it's on, it's, it's on the guys too. It's it's on it's on the top players. It's on all of them. But it's, yeah, like and and that's not why Ehlers hasn't been on the number one. It, he hasn't been on the number one because they need to spread some stuff out. Yeah, and you load up the top and but the the thing for goals per sixty and and points per sixty and all like these are all good indicators. But at the end of the day, it comes to what are you doing with the puck when you gain the zone? And if you're turning it over, I mean Nick has had a problem. This goes back to a, a debate I had a long time ago. And they were playing San Jose. There was about 15 seconds left. He gained the zone and was look, going angling towards the net, and he threw it back up across the seam to mm-hmm. the point. Unfortunately, Tyler Myers had already left the point because there's 15 seconds left. Gain yeah. the zone, put the puck on net, and crash the net and in a tie game. And I think it was Logan Couture who picked off the pass because Myers had left the point to go to the net and took it the other way and scored. 
And I'm just like, you can't do that. A cross-seam pass isn't on the defenseman with that time left. You're supposed to put the puck on net and go to the net. So it's an ongoing theme and, and everything. But again, I don't want this to come across as I'm bashing Nick Ehlers. But that's one of the reasons. I mean, yeah, this is what's going on. The behind-the-back passes, yeah. the gaining the zone. Nobody gains his zone better. The metrics show that. Everything else shows it. But what happens when you gain the zone? Mm-hmm. You have like there's a, I, what Rick Bonus said there stood out to me. Whether it's Ehlers or anybody else, yeah. Once you gain the zone, we have plans for you what to do with the puck. Yes. And if it's not going to where we want, we told you to make it go. But then on top of it all, you're turning it over. It's it's the players going off of script, off yes. the game yes. plan, off the playbook, and making bad decisions. It's the old it, adage. It's, it's 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 honestly, it's like all these questions. You know, what's going on with the power play and all that? It's as simple as the players on the power play are making bad decisions with the puck. So when we talk about, and a lot of fans talk about, when yes. we go, it looks predictable with Line A standing there. It's now looked predictable with Kyle Connor yeah. standing there. I'm of the belief that if every other team is scouting that and knows that and taking that away, that the Jets coaching staff knows that. Yeah. I'm of the belief that they've come up with some alternative things that when this isn't there to do this, but it's not happening. And so like Rick bonus yesterday, I got to be honest. We're going to get into his clips. We're going to, we're going to run a bunch of them here, but you go ahead. I just, I was going to say, I got to be honest. I think it's refreshing. Mm -hmm. I think it's needed. I have not heard this. If ever. You know what? From a hockey coach. I've I've heard it at different times and levels in the National Hockey League. But it goes back to the Carolina game when Shifley, Niederreiter, and Connor were benched. Yeah. And to me, it came from, you know, some people were happy about that. Some people were like, finally, this is going on. You don't get benched unless something's been talked to you for over a month. Mm Mm-hmm. You, you don't, and yeah, the yeah. same goes in Tampa Bay with their number one line. They don't just all of a sudden, you know, I'm not happy with the first period. I'm benching you. Yeah. There are conversations. There are other things going on. But for those individuals to be benched at this time of the year is what's astounding to me. And and questioning their impact and their motivation. We're going to get into that. And then um, yesterday, him doing that. Yesterday, yeah. him you know, going and, like, and, who motivates you with Scott Billick and stuff. And I'm yeah. just like... I've said this already. When you watch Calgary eke out a point against Dallas, they then get pounded by LA and then they go into Anaheim on back-to-back nights and look like world beaters. You can X and O that all you want. To me, that's a player's pride. Mm -hmm. To me, that's uh, because I watched that Dallas Calgary second and third period. And there's a lot of things not working in Calgary. It looks like the system they want to play isn't conducive to the players, everything, but there was urgency in their game. There was some, you know, it might not work, but we're hustling. Like, we're moving. I just, I go to I go to my stepson's hockey games at 10 and 11, and you have to tell those kids to calm down. I can't imagine what it's like to try and get a 30-year-old or a 28-year-old professional ice hockey player to care enough to have some urgency. You know what I heard when I was hearing Rick Bonus? I heard... And, and very different approaches, you know, Paul Maurice was very much about not introducing the negative. Dave Lowry, um, over his uh, period of time as the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets or interim head coach, he was a very <laughs> stoic. He didn't like to give anything. Like it was, he was very much like five second, like in terms of a guy. But he would speak to this. He would speak to this. But I'm hearing the same things in terms of how those head coaches approached these sort of conversations with the media. I'm seeing the exact same 
way of going about what Rick Bonus said. Now, Rick Bonus is a lot more honest and upfront about this sort of thing. But Paul Marie said, and we, we've talked about this before, Jim. Paul Marie said exactly what needed to be said, but in an because he's just such a great order, yeah. such a great in a, such a diplomatic way. But if you were listening between the lines and what he was actually saying, he said exactly what yes. what, what what needed to be said, and th- that's exactly what I heard from the, for the third head coach here. Um, uh, you know, and again, Dave Lowry interim and all that sort of thing. But I, I'm hearing the same the same sort of things. What I heard yesterday from Rick Bonus was the paraphrasing of a couple of years ago when Paul Maurice was asked about Shifley's defensive woes. Yeah, and he said they're going to build a statue of this guy outside one day. And a lot of people said, "Holy!" and "Come on!" and blah blah blah. And when I think back on that, that is Paul Maurice telling publicly in a polite positive way for Mark Shifley's ears. If you want a statue built outside of you, start listening to what I'm trying to tell you about a 200 foot solid Steve Eiserman is the reference did, he made. Did he know that Steve Eiserman's <laughs> statue is did, what he said. Did he know that that's how you motivate Shifley is with that sort of imagery and that sort I of, think, I think by that, that's that just me being I think, very speculative. I think by then Paul Maurice had realized, and this is just my speculation. Yeah, yeah. And I was in the room around those times. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's my speculation that Paul Maurice knows that this is this is the only way that I can you get the fire going to hopefully get a response. Yeah. Because if I do the other way, if I do the Rick Bonus thing, I'm probably going to be gone. Yeah. And he is probably going to be upset and like and so this discourse comes from I believe you have to work together and you have to have these conversations positively, mm-hmm. but I I've, as I've said a th- for years now, you're never going to convince me that Paul Maurice didn't care about defensive hockey or didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. I was at practices and there's not a coach in the league that doesn't want you to play defensively. There are coaches that after a while go, I, we got to win some games and it's been yeah. two or three years. And I guess I'm just going to open the floodgates and hope we outscore everybody mm-hmm. because they got to win games. The difference with Rick bonus though, and why this is such a perfect fit is again, 67 years old, not a three-year deal, a two-year deal, mm-hmm. which is almost up for the first year, not looking for another contract, not looking to quote-unquote ruffle feathers and do, but is looking to get out of you all the while going, I don't really care if you don't like it. This is what works. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think it's fascinating because I, I don't know – you know, we were making fun of Taylor Swift songs the other day, and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, this is trying to be funny, but in a way it's not. We said she's got eight number one songs about getting dumped. Yeah. After eight number one songs, I joked, you might want to think maybe it's me. Yeah. By your third head coach and being called out with 10 to 15 games to go, and it's not just Shifley, there's others. No, there's others. But by your third head coach, and at this time of the year, being called out publicly and being sat publicly within a week, you might want to go, what can I do to change this? Yeah, I mean, Bonus never spoke about anybody by name, but like, come on, everybody knows who's at the top of that list. And, and I don't it's, your, it's your top line center. No, I don't but, want to excuse Connor either. Connor, Connor's minus 17. Wheeler's got to be better than he's been in the last two yeah. weeks. Okay, you know, KC, Kyle Connor, since since the game against against the Islanders on February 27th, uh, 22nd, and Shifley as well, um, since that 15 games ago, um, uh Kyle Connor's been minus 17. Shifley's been minus 15. 
and the goals haven't been coming as well. The and, offense and hasn't been coming. You know, those are the those are the guys, and we're going to get to that clip. I'm going to play the clip coming off the the twelve during the twelve thirty um, uh, uh, portion. But but those are the guys that are that are being called out here. And when you're when you're questioning motivation in a situation like this, where the Winnipeg Jets are and and needing more impact, I mean it's. I, it's ridiculous. It's, it's yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It, it, it the, the, at the end of the day, when the puck drops, if you can't, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what, how much you dislike a coach, no matter mm-hmm. what's going on at home, it just when the puck drops, there should be some urgency there to hey, we can we can play and win a hockey game here tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And th- these are the things that I got to do in order for that to happen. And they're just not being done. We're going to continue to break down the power play. We've got some more nuggets, some some real great uh, stats that Kelly Moore sent us earlier today. You're going to hear from more during the pregame show, and that gets going at 6.30. What 6:30. motivates you when you get up in the morning? You know what? <laughs> Seeing me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what Tell motivates you what, This right here motivates me. I get up every day. I roll over. I hit the alarm. I turn it up to 12 and I play Paradise City. It's, it's, and it's, 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 it might be Tuesday, it might be Friday, it might be Wednesday, but it's go time. One of the great solos slash at the end of this one. Um, you know, you gotta, I mean, man, I'm the guy that drags myself out of my butt. I go and you get up, yeah, wait, I I exercise, I get, get here to get here to work and, I don't know. It's like I'm, I'm doing it for myself, my family, my, my health, my well being. You do it. What motivates you and I is we like what we do. And I enjoy doing this, yes. Of course If you like being a hockey player and you get excited when games matter, it shouldn't need more motivation than that. Rick Bonus, his... Uh, and his, if you do, play this. Absolutely. Rick Bonus and his comments still to come after 1230 with Sarah McCarthy. Coming up, don't go anywhere. Turn it up. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Hello, Sarah. Hello. It's your one-minute... Power play on guaranteed win night when <laughs> Sarah McCarthy goes to a game. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Did you did you hear me try and do that yesterday? Yeah, did you hear Cam yesterday? I did, yeah. It was, <laughs> wasn't great. He's back now, I'll though. throw myself on that sword. It was not up to I, There's far. an effort there. <laughs> hey. You know what? You tried, but hey, it wasn't yeah. good enough. No, All it's good. not. It just... It just comes. I, I don't. You have way more talents than I do. This is just one of my talents. Unfortunately, oh we only have one spot for it, and it's here <laughs> on the one minute power. You, like you can't go on the Jim Toth show. Yeah, today. It, it dies no. on. Yeah. It's got. It's got its one moment. Um, it might be dead on this moment. As yeah, well. <laughs> it might be the end of it. How are things going, Sarah? Hi, Sarah. It's How going are you today? good. It's yeah. going good. Yeah. The sun is shining. I, I heard it was warmer. Sarah had a Jets dog at the Jets game. I heard that yeah. with the pierogies. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Someone said on my Twitter that it should be raw onions, though, not the fried. So oh. I don't See, know. Now, I guess I made a mistake. J- uh, <laughs> Jim, anti-onion. Jim Toth is anti-onion. Yeah. So oh, listen, anti-onion. Okay. I am, and I, this is just as my pro, I'm a pro-onion mm-hmm. person. Yeah. I like on my burger or hot dog, I mm-hmm. want raw onions more than grilled onions. Okay. Grilled See, onions I have their place, <laughs> but I prefer raw onions on something like that. Interesting. I'll yes. have to try next Is time. it? I'll have yeah. to try next time. No, yes. no mustard, no ketchup. <laughs> no, I didn't. No have that. sauce. Oh, just plain hot dog, right, Jim? Mm. Yeah. Well, cheese and bacon. Okay, okay. cheese. Okay. Well, that's okay. not bad. But okay. no onions. Yeah. The onions are vile. <laughs> I don't trust them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're untrustworthy. I think they <laughs> they make you cry. Crawl around they make, you, they make you cry. They make yeah. you cry. Yeah. Well, they make, yeah there what, you go. what food makes you cry? What food makes you cry? 
that you can Somebody's trust. got Other than when your tub of ice cream is gone. And you're like, oh, it's all gone. And I ate the whole thing, Jimbo. Uh, Sarah, a question for you is what okay. motivates you every morning besides seeing us? Coffee. Oh, coffee is a motivation. I look forward to getting up and having a cup of coffee. Look forward to having yeah. a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Tea, coffee. Yeah. yeah. Seeing the world. One one regular, please. <laughs> yeah. Kevin says exactly. the Jets dog is better than a Costco dog. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I like Jets dogs, but I, again, hmm. to me, the, the, best, the best hot too. dog is at Costco. I was at a Kansas yeah. City Royals game at Kauffman Stadium years ago, and they had this do- hot dog outlet that had all this wild stuff. And mm. I got a blue cheese Ooh. bacon dog. No. And it was it was good. No, it was good, but it was too rich. I couldn't finish. The blue cheese, there was too much blue Stop cheese. I agree blue with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I do no. like the blue cheese, but in its own, so it's in its place. Thank you very much, Sarah. Thank Thanks, you. Sarah. Thanks for your one minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. <laughs> the win, guaranteed win, McCarthy. Guaranteed win. So she's gone and got a point on an overtime game, which she was excited to see free hockey. Yeah. And then now she's got a win for the Jets when they needed it most. There is talk come playoff time. Yeah. Got to have her in the building. Maybe something. I mean, we should get that see going goes, here. goes, yeah. Um, let's play this clip here. This one, I was, I was teasing this one heading into the break. This was uh, about... By Bo- the way, I just like it whenever she exits the booth from here and she walks past the window and she's checking her phone. Like, literally, what else is going on? What a bunch of... This I mean, that guy's stuck dealing that with these... That was boring. What else is going on in my these world? these idiots. Um, this was... And, and we're going to get into this as well. We got some real great stats that Kelly Moore was able to pull on the power plate. We'll get into that in just a second here. Uh, but this is a real important clip. Um, and it came yesterday... Um, during uh, just just before the team went to California, uh, after the after the practice here, uh, before the team headed out on the road trip, and here was Bones asked uh, by Scott Billick uh, on needing on if there if he needed more motivation and commitment from some of his top players. I've got to get more out of them. Put it that way. Who motivates you when you wake up in the morning? That's what we're dealing with. So that's that's part of our job um, is is to stay on top of them and keep pushing them. And don't let them get into a comfort zone and don't let them back off. And uh, sometimes you're doing that, you know, you're not even aware of you're doing, you're doing it. So it has to be shown, has to be talked to, has to be addressed. So we'll keep pushing. And then the rest is on them. Yes. If we, if we were allowing this and just not addressing it, that they can do more, then that's one thing. But we are addressing it. And now that next step, that's your point. That has to come from them. Yes. That's what we're dealing with. Um. Head coach Rick Bonus there uh, in terms of getting more commitment. Yeah, he needs more commitment. Um, you know, people are they're, they're aware they're aware that the, that they need more commitment from some of these guys. And also, Jim, I wanted to because we always get these texts uh, whenever we talk about about you know specifically Mark Shifley and stuff like that. This has been a, a narrative that's been I don't know it's longer than two years now about Mark Shifley being a cancer and and all that sort of thing in the room. And 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 this is this is what I believe. And and we've heard this from players. We've heard this from the coaches. Um, this isn't something that I'm just, you know, pulling out of my out of out of, out of my butt here. Uh, but Mark Shifley is not a hated person of the Winnipeg Jets locker room. I, I I think everyone's friendly with them. They go golfing. I mean, they spend time in the summer. They were, you know, uh, the weddings and all that sort of thing. I I believe that everyone on the team likes Mark Shifley. I don't think Mark Shifley is a bad guy. No, and I I agree with that. It, yeah. It's this isn't an Evander Kane situation. Yeah. This isn't a Vander where it's tearing the room apart. I think quite the opposite. I think because they they're all friends, that's part of the problem. Yeah, I I honestly do. I I think that when you know guys are getting benched and stuff, 
and just the idea that, like, I don't know when Mark has sat down with the media in the past three weeks. Well, he, there was... He did the newspaper guys, the two of them, though, when he was brought out while Morrissey was speaking. Yeah, which... But which when was the yeah. last one-on... Not one-on-one, a, a group scrum with Mark Shifley. Yeah. And so... Uh, and also, I, I try to look at things all from all angles. And if I'm in his shoes, I understand why he might be going, I'm not speaking to the media. I'm going to focus on these last 15 games. I just got benched. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and be better and help this team win, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I think part of the problem is, and I haven't been in that room for a while, so I don't know, but I think it's the opposite of him being a cancer. I think it's the fact that they all, I mean, him and Morrissey and Lowry spend the summer together in Calgary and they golf together and they do all this. I just think that what's happening is, is, hey, you know, like last game, and I'm just, who knows, I'm not there. But I think what's going on is, hey, Adam, great game, blah, 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 got a goal, got that win, we really appreciate thanks, or vice versa in St. Louis, man, you got to pick up that man. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. I will next time and stuff, and that's the end of it. Yeah. I don't think there's there's that those people that are going, you know, that's unacceptable, and we're not going for lunch today. Mm-hmm. I want to win some hockey games, and I'm, I'm upset. Yeah. And so I'll talk to you tomorrow at the rink and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that inner accountability that, and I think that was one of the problems Maurice did was he left that to the room. Yeah. And the problem was, is that, and I'm not talking about leadership and stuff like that. I'm just talking about, um, I, I don't know why I, and that's why I'm sort of speculating here and maybe I shouldn't be, I don't know, but I, I just, I find it guys of this ilk who he's played on the international stage for team Canada and played very well. Mm-hmm. He's an excellent hockey player. Most of the time, mm-hmm. I don't get why this is the third coach trying to get more out of you at this time of the year. It just there's a tendency to slip, and then once he slips, um, he gets in a focus of Connor, I got to turn up. And like uh, I said, Wheeler the last two weeks, Wheeler's had a good season, in my opinion. Debate that if you want, fair enough. But the last yeah. two two weeks, he's he's got to be better. And Ehlers, like to me. If you're in in three weeks when the playoffs start, if you get in, you can't do it through the seam or behind the back pass. So why are you doing it three weeks before the holidays mm-hmm. or before the um, not the holidays? Forgive me, that wasn't and, and, a pun. You, Bef- <laughs> before the playoffs, <laughs> and, and you hear um, you hear the frustration from Rick Bonus. You hear it in that. I mean, uh, I mean, we, we again, like, did he want to get into that answer? Did he want Edmonton to talk about this? Edmonton has won eight of ten. Yep. Dallas has come from behind in games. Nashville got pounded in New York after eking out a point against, and then they went in somewhere and they won. 7-2 against Buffalo or something around Where that is that? Yeah. There ha- we haven't seen that yet. And so the the self-motivation talk is, because I don't think these guys get up and come to the rink and go, well, we got another game and I hope we win. I think they want to win. I think they care. But what they, they don't understand is what I think is the frustration from the coaching staff and not just this one, is the idea that Karen is picking up that guy beside the net. Caring is not exiting the zone before the pass gets to you. And I, I just think that that Mark's a guy that believes that in order for him to help the team, he has to score more. I, I think that's, and I get it because he's a scorer, right? He's a point per game player for six seasons in a row. And he probably thinks, well, if we need to win, I got to do what I do great. And it's, it's the focus of do the other stuff well. Yeah. And and that's what I think is is the motivation of that's what I think he's talking about is yeah, they need goals and they're not producing anything. But where's your motivation to win the game by picking up that guy and coming back in the zone and back checking and how how did Shifley get to thirty eight goals in the beginning of the season? When he defense. Gets, that's right. Him and Connor were great defensively the, the first two to three months of the season. And by, well, what I mean by great is you can look at the analytics, it's not 
Patrice Bergeron, but it was much yeah. better than what it's been, and that led to more offense this year. Yeah, they both became, um, and I'm, I'm just going to get uh, get to confirm this here, but they, you know, Connor was a was a plus player. You know, at, at, now he's minus 11. You know, Josh, I mean, Mark Shifley um, is minus 15 over his last 15 games. Before that, uh, he was, you know, he was a plus minus a zero, right? And, and, and Kyle Connor's been minus 17. He's now minus 11 over these last 15 games here. So, so because I, I mean, I believe Blake Wheeler's still effective. I look at his stuff and like last year we did this on the show. I would watch the goals against for that line when he was with Shifley. And it was always Wheeler had his man. Mm-hmm. Wheeler was back checking. Wheeler was in position. Yeah. yeah. And that's how you get, and that's why plus minus isn't all that great because. Yeah. But when you're, when you're going minus 17 and minus 15, I mean, that's, that's, that I, becomes I believe glaring. in plus minus within five to 10 goals. So if you're yeah. minus 15, you could be minus five. It depends on the situation. And if you're plus 25, you might only be plus 15, depending on the situation. Uh, and you don't need to it's look further. You don't set. need to look further from. No, it isn't. But it's it, it can tell a tale sometimes. Um, uh, the power play and, and and like just to see how things have gone and, and why things have been shifting is you don't need to look past the power play. And here's some uh, nuggets of information that Kelly Moore was was able to pull for us. The Jets are three and forty nine on the power play in their last twelve games at home, beginning with a four nothing loss versus Philly on January twenty eighth. Uh, well, the good news there is they play their next three games on the road, and the Jets are 7 for 39 on the power play, 17.9% in their last 12 on the road, beginning again also with Philly, but that one a 5-3 win on, in, on January 22nd. So maybe good for these guys to get on a, a more lengthy road trip against a, a team like Anaheim. I think they're in the 29th in the league in terms of power, uh, in terms of um, their penalty kill, 29th ranked, yeah, and they're also the fifth most penalized team uh, in the NHL, so that <laughs> that might work in in in, in their favor uh, as well. Overall, um, uh, twenty one for one twenty three, one hundred twenty three, fifteen point seven at home, twenty eight point twenty two point eight percent on the road, um, and so the P, the PK slightly better on the road, eighty four point two percent, eighty three point one percent on the at home, but. That's what's really been driving the bus and helping the Winnipeg but Jets you know what? in this situation. Those, yeah, and and they need to get that going. Yeah. But it's the leaders that are on that, right, on the power play. I mean, that's that's the thing, Jim. It's like who's on the power play? Who's getting playing a minute and a half most most times every single power play? At this, the top five offensive producers on the team. At this time of the year, like the second period against Arizona, was it wasn't just Shifley and Connor and Ehlers and Wheeler. Like there was the whole second period they got – you know, it handed to him by Arizona. And I wonder, like, just – and Kelly Moore asked Dwayne Gilawoychek, the coach, one of our 680 CJB Jets analysts, about that. And he said it, it, it happens every game to every team, but it shouldn't happen for that long. Like, it shouldn't happen for an entire period. And I just – I wonder, like, where that comes from on – on you, you need more from guys. You just do. You need – your key players to find a way and, and to step up and to play better. Mm-hmm. And the power play is watching it move around and it almost gets depressed, right? Well, like it, was, it tries for two power plays and then it just, it doesn't get anything. So it gets sad it, and it, slow. It, and it, it took four against Arizona to get going. The first three power plays, they didn't even have a shot on goal. It took into the fourth one. And I thought their fourth power play was pretty dang good. Yeah, it was reverse of what I've been seeing the last yeah. two weeks. You're right. Like after yeah. a while it got better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so but, it's, I mean, <laughs> this is all fascinating to me. Yeah. Like as a journalist, I just I, I find this. Are they going to pull out of it? Are they going to have a big game tonight? Are they going to, you know, that's I the mean, thing. It could go either way. 
I mean, it's like you're you're not surprised at anything. If they come out there and they pound Anaheim, I don't, I don't, I'm not at the end of that game, and I'm like, well, I'm, that was a surprising result. If they go out there and they lose and they get pumped by Anaheim, I'm also not surprised. Or if it's a tight game, I'm not surprised. It's there's there's just like uh, there's there's such a lack of consistency in terms yeah. of, of in terms of like it's like you don't know which Winnipeg Jets are going to show up. Not even game by game, but period by period. Jim, I mean, the second period against Arizona, what I mean, they were outshot by the Cody's eighteen to three. Yeah. I mean, the, the most important part of that game was that they got the two points. They needed points. So that's my thing. Like, you come out and you're up 2 nothing, and you have a really good period. Fantastic first period. So wouldn't that, like, I couldn't, if it was me, I couldn't wait for the second to start. This is fun. This is great. I'm going to do even more this period. I don't get it. Yeah, and, and the, the first goal by Ehlers generated on the blue line on a turnover goes up ice. It's exactly what they're looking for. Ehlers, great start. And, you know, great, great first period. Great outlet pass by by Neil Pionk. I thought uh, Neil Pionk had, I don't want to say finally, but was that not his best game? I thought it was. He was he was outstanding. And then Morgan Barron, so he, almost got, he almost got, uh, he almost got, he almost got a Gordie Howe. Morgan Barron was freaking awesome. So that's against my Arizona. point. Like, Neil, look at the season Neil Pionk's had. And then they get into the situation, and he just, like, you can fix this if you want to fix it. You can, everybody goes through things and the overthinking of it and why am I not playing well and all that. That's a legitimate thing. But, like, I have no problem with the bottom six right now and the way they play and their urgency and and the importance of it. And so, I I don't know, like, it's, it's maybe something beyond this season, but it's, tonight's another game where I'll be like, where are you? Are you showing up? Are you? Text the show, 204-780-6868. Uh, this texture says, why is everybody so scared to say the coach might be the problem? Well, I'm not scared to say it. Rick Bonus is not the problem on the team. He's not. That's, you want that's, a fourth that's, coach that's to go really, through this? That's, maybe, maybe, maybe we can fire Rick Bonus and bring somebody else in for the last 10 games and see what happens. Again, I mean, this work. goes back to maybe the coach is the problem. I'll ask I'm that person who texted in, who motivates you? <laughs> Seriously, I'm not I'm not yeah. making fun of you. We appreciate all texts, but for you who texted that in, when you get up in the morning and have to go to work, who motivates you? Steve texts the show 204-780-6868. Hard work trumps talent when talent doesn't work hard. Make no mistake, this is a work ethic issue. Uh, and you know and, and we we opened the clip uh the the show with that clip on the power play where Rick Bonus said if you're getting outworked by four guys, five guys, or your supposed top players are out there getting worked by four, I mean, that is a work So ethic here's issue. the thing, whether it's a coach or not, and I don't know, maybe I'm wired different. I'm just at this point going, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to pick up everybody. I'm going to back. I'm going to, we got 10 games to go. I can erase all this in, in the next eight to 10 games. There's a, there's, they have the I opportunity can erase to all of this. Yep. And we might not win every game, but it's going to look like we're We're trying to, till the nth degree. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, this would, there is a chance, believe it or not, that 10 games from now, we could be like, remember what we were talking about two weeks ago? <laughs> that's that's the thing, Jim. It's not too late. It's it's not too late. They they It, it could be 10 but games. It's got, they gotta, like, they've got to do something. So to me, this is an interesting conversation, whether it's 10 games to go or 10 games into the season. Yeah. It's like, what, 14, 13% of the season? The, the general, go? how you come day to day, how you... And again, I go back to that Mason Appleton thing about when Paul Friesen had the pushback, and he's like, it's not like we're not trying to push back, but you're right, we didn't push back hard enough. So then how do you do that? Like, what's the... So I'm, I'm a, I am I'm mean, I think this is a perfect road trip. We all know what Anaheim and San Jose is. 
And we know what LA is too. And that's not easy. I mean, can you play consistently over the next three games? It'll be fascinating to watch. Let's take a break. We'll come back. And listen to 204-780-6868. Try to squeeze some of your guys' text messages in. Uh, game day, pregame 630, puck drop at 9. Jets, Anaheim Ducks. Let's get going. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Well, we only got 20 seconds here, Jim. Uh, this, how, how badly does... Hockey need to have country on country, nation on nation. Look, I get the World Baseball Classic. When the World Baseball Classic starts, Christian Mal asked me the other day, are you watching this? And I'm like, no, I just want the baseball season to start and blah, 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 blah. And I go, I don't know why they're doing this now. They should do it when there is no baseball and stuff. And I thought, but then I started watching it. And I'm like, these guys would all rather be in this competition than playing spring training games. Now. You, it's the perfect time of the year. She played for Canada. Altuve's out, but that could have happened in a spring training game. I mean, it was awesome. And to McDavid's point, wouldn't you love to see McDavid versus Dreisaitl at yep. a World Cup of Hockey or something? Absolutely, I would. Absolutely, I would. And it's just... And now it's the Russia sort of... the That political angle for it makes things so much more difficult. But, I mean, Japan... and I know we got to get a break here, but Japan had... Like the numbers in Japan, it was like 63% yeah. of a country of 150 million people were tuned in. It was like there's the pool games. There was 50, 57 million would, people watching in Japan. Would you do it in training camp? Would you like end of August, beginning of September, have a World Cup of hockey and then instead of they five tried weeks that last of training time camp, have sucked, three weeks? But it sucked last time. And if somebody gets injured, like yeah. I get all that, but Anyways. like Altuve's out and somebody else hurt themselves. They're out for, oh, the, uh, the closer, closer for, for the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be the Mets. Anyways, Jim told to take you all the way until 3 o'clock. Uh, that's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.